0: This episode of Strange Assembly is brought to you by www.l5rsearch.com. L5rsearch.com is a comprehensive online L5R card database with tools to assist in optimizing your decks, proxy and cards, or simply finding out about unusual cards. Once you know what you need, www.l5rshop.com puts cards in your hands quickly and economically. This is Strange Assembly, episode 163, Icons. So, Jay, whose icon style do you like best? Old school Apple? Microsoft stealing Apple? Apple stealing back from Microsoft? You know, do you have a a preferred arrangement of of things?
1: It's all about those beveled edges.
0: Yes. It's all about the bevels.
1: Of course, when you first said Icon, I was just thinking about Apple presenting Moto Chagatai. So, maybe that's just me.
0: But, this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. I am Chris Stevenson, here with me today is Jay Earl. Hi. And, we are going to talk about L5R today, and especially... Things swirling around Kote season and recent story developments. So, we've, we now have an emperor? Or, no, we don't have an emperor. We know who the next, the next emperor is going to be.
1: We have an heir apparent.
0: And a bunch of 20 festival cards with favor text telling us how he's going to be Super nominated. Awesome. Mm. Or not how he's going to be nominated, how he is going to be court, crowned. You don't get coronated. It's a coronation. You get crowned. Oh, dear. So, Seiken won primarily on the back of Winter Court 4. I have people telling me things like it's incorporating points from something else, but I don't know what else that would be, and that it has something from Kote season last year, which didn't have anything to do with the... I don't know.
1: I thought they said that going into Winter Court, he had a slight lead because of points from last year's Cote season, and he expounded upon that lead in winter court.
0: Yeah, so... That was
1: understanding.
0: Okay, so I guess at some point that's supposed to be public, so we know how people get... I don't I don't know how people even got courts from winter court season. Now, I now... Or sorry, from Kote season last year. Now, the case-winning Gen Con did choose Saken, so you would think that that would... Uh, benefit Sakan in some way, although Sakan's clan although although case one with Crane and the Crane at Winter Court four went whole hog for Shivatsu, right?
1: Yes I did.
0: <laughs> you on the other hand, you were the what, the most moderated clan because you only went seventy percent in favor of your choice, Sakan?
1: Yes. I from what I've everyone else I think has announced when at least like ninety if not 100 in favor of their favored heir.
0: I think the dragon ended up at only, you can hear my air quotes there, <laughs> only 80 20 in favor of Shibatsu. So, I guess, you know, that's, that's, yes, that's less than many, many did, but yeah, a, a lot of clans started at 60 40, I think, or, or, or 70 30, and pretty much everybody, not uh, pretty much everybody went more severe did the Imperial family start 50-50 and ended up swinging in favor of Shibatsu after it had his whole I'm going to disband the Imperial bureaucracy?
1: That is the story I have heard, yes. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I don't know, is there anything else you want to add about... I mean, you, you did Winter Court 4. I you did. Know, do you have anything to say about Winter Court 4? Awesome.
1: Very awesome. So much things going on. You would quickly lose track of all of the things going on. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it to people to at least watch the next one, if not play themselves. Just, you could very easily, I mean, there was a lot of burnout. You could see it. I mean, even on the GM's part, there was, I think, day 27. So, going into in, it was supposed to be a... Two real life days are one court day. I think day 27 lasted like four or five days there. Mainly because it was the only day, so it was a big, lot of things happening, a lot of GM things going on. Took a lot to resolve. And then also because there was the potential for death, they didn't want to advance and then have to retcon because you're like, hey, I'm hanging out on day 28. Oh, I guess I died two days ago. Oops.
0: Yeah, and the, you say the, the only thing, uh, that intersected with is it the the, the demon chase, the double, am I remembering? Yeah, yeah so yeah. The, the demon chase is a event that is held every winter court where in usually a more symbolic way <coughs>
1: Yes, you usually it's symbolic that you are casting all the evil out of the city. <laughs> this time it was much more literal Um, Uh... It turned out that at some point in time, and it's unclear when, but it's definitely somewhat amusing based on when it happened. The princess's Yojimbo got replaced by an Oni, and the Devil's Chase NPC that was leading it uncloaked the Oni, leading to massive fights throughout the city to defeat the Oni.
0: Miyaka. Oh, my clan did yeah. not come through.
1: No, neither did mine. We were in the finals. I don't know. I I would love to hear, you know, some of the background what the deciding factors were, why she went Scorpion.
0: I believe she was spooky. We we could try to ask him at the Columbia Cote, although that's not till May. So Right. Yes.
1: Hopefully get to see him before then and ask him. I think he said somewhere that uh the GM staff had some input, though, so... I mean, obviously, there's... That information's out there, I just don't personally have it, and would be... I would not be surprised to see at some point a post-mortem explanation of it. Because, yeah, it would just be interesting to see what was the deciding factor to go with at Sushi. Ah,
0: uh, well... I don't know. The last prominent character who married into the scorpion, had her husband fail at killing himself, turn into a zombie, and then had a kid who's a sociopath. So I'm sure that things will go much better Happy this time. time. Uh, <laughs> well, the Columbia Cote is in May. The Knoxville Cote is still two weeks away from the point in time we're recording this on the 7th. We plan to be there as far as... I have been able to figure out my wife does not have a concert this time on the same day as the Knoxville Cote. Allegedly. (laughs) Well, every once in a while I lose track of something. But I did specifically ask to double check, and she did confirm that there still is nothing else scheduled on that day. Excellent. I guess I have to decide, do I just stick with the weapon dueling stuff I've got, or do I like, steal that Tamori deck from the guy who won the Montclair Cote. You know, something like that. But uh, we also did have our Cote. I don't know, like, it was, I guess, maybe because I didn't have as high in expectations this time, it just, it felt very positive. I was very excited after the Cote, even though we did have our worst attendance ever.
1: Yeah. Stupid snow day.
0: Well, yeah, in part that was because of the weather. While everything ended up being completely clear in Atlanta, it was a mess in Tennessee and in parts north. You know, we I know there were several people in Tennessee who didn't come because of the weather. We didn't have as much of an attendance from the Carolinas as we usually do. Uh, last year, we had a, a good chunk of people from Virginia. I think we had maybe one person from Virginia this year. Sorry if there were more of you, and I just didn't realize that. So... That was unfortunate. I don't know. I picked... We're the only ivory section of the Cote Cote that was an ivory arc tournament rather than a strict, especially given the weather, that decision that I made ended up hurting us because I know we lost a playgroup from Florida because it was arc instead of strict, and it's possible that if we were going to get any people traveling from from elsewhere because it was arced, those people would have been coming from the north. Did the snow interfere with that? I don't know. Or it may have just been objectively incorrect decision to go with arc instead of strict. I don't know.
1: Right. Hard to say.
0: Yeah, I did. I finally took apart my arc deck. And <laughs> I guess it could sort of still exist in that if I wait a few months, there are some... not Well, not that I'm going to go to Texas, but there are actually some Kote that are 20 festivals extended, which is basically Ivory Arc plus 20 festivals. So, my Dynasty deck, of the 40 cards in the Dynasty deck for that, I think that 37 of them were not strict legal. (laughs) (laughs) They were just all (laughs) for four. And granted, that was just kind of the nature of what it was, because the personality base was very much coils of madness super friends
1: <laughs> yeah sure sure
0: but it was yeah hilarious and yeah productive minds gone Jade perlin has gone uh, all sorts of of crazy nonsense which is you know, probably f- for the best uh, that those those things, like I like I did this as Ivory Ark. I don't really want to go back and do Twenty Festivals Extended just yet. I'm like those those cards had a lot of of uh, shine in the sun. Some of them are getting reprinted in Twenty Festivals anyway. Not the crazy stuff, I don't think anyway. No, well, I think the only reprint I was surprised to see was well along these lines was Unholy Strike, which I guess has actually kind of phased out of getting played anyway. For the most part, it's it feels like, uh, but at the time, uh, right at the beginning of Ivory, it was uh, extremely good. I was surprised to see Nexus of Lies get reprinted in twenty festivals. I was kind of thinking we were we would had permanently lost the four for fours.
1: Right. Well, and it also just that I didn't feel like we needed that much more honor loss punishment. I don't know.
0: Hey, good. it's been a while. Hey, oh, what? Who? Who's that who just horned his way into our episode? That gentleman who is apparently not going to introduce himself quickly enough for my taste is Fred Wan, who has just dropped himself into the middle of, unbeknownst to him, into the middle of Jay and I. I guess we kind of got derailed on 20 Festivals cards, but our intent was to talk about... More general Cote season sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Luckily, you've already missed the part where we talk about Winter Court Four, so you can you know wait for that to settle down a bit before you have to make any commentary on it.
2: Okay, there have been a lot of people who are very uh, passionate about their positions respectively on Winter Court. Uh, definitely, I would like to know what specific ones I should be responding to before I do so, but. My impression was most people had a good time, which is, I think, the ongoing tradition for winter courts. And like as an ongoing tradition, there are individual incidents where people didn't or had issues or whatnot. So that's certainly legitimate to say and it's feedback to take in. Or is there specific points that you guys were thinking about?
0: Oh, no, no. I I had a specific I was thinking about. I just wasn't planning on mentioning it because I I have no reason in particular to give credence to the extremely serious accusations being made. And so I I didn't want to kind of give them air time unless it turned out that there were... I have gotten emails and PMs from people some saying that maybe there was a problem and some one that was effectively like a a rephrasing of a post that was taken down from the Winter Court forums, basically accusing Hand and one of the other GMs of throwing it in favor of Saiken.
2: I've heard some of the buzz around that. I was not hands on very much with Winter Court 4 this year. I was kind of the story referral of Last Resort. I would be highly shocked if there was anything along those lines, and I'll just lay it out as simply as I can, if I wanted a predetermined outcome, then we wouldn't put it up to the players. That's the long and the short of it. If I, I, at least, I can't speak for anyone else, but if I only wanted Seiken or only wanted Shibatsu, then I wouldn't give any player input. It's as simple as that, right? Right. It's it's easier for the GMs to not have to worry about this. So, and I didn't, and I was not part of the bracketing of the framework of how the GMs were approaching winter court, but at least on my level, I I see no advantage to any kind of throwing or whatnot. So that's, from my vantage, why I would be surprised. I've, I've not heard anything directly filtering down to me from above indicating well, we really want this one way or the other. I was happy. I had outcomes for either scenario, and yeah.
0: I I am looking forward to seeing what happens, although I I have to say I've I've gone from favoring one of the Imperial siblings, who I wasn't allowed to pick anyway, to I I (laughs) guess I have to favor none of them now because, you know, she's gone off and joined some other clan, so I'm just... You know, wash my hands of a lot of them. I think so. Yeah, I think the other major takeaway from me for Winter Court Four is that I'm I'm just incredibly jealous. So if you <laughs> see me posting or hear me talking in a sort of bitter way about how oh you Winter Court Four people complaining that the world is going to end if you don't get a a written PDF canon summary of your of your adventures within a week, I'm gonna you know throw something at you people i yeah, well,
1: Chris, if you had been in you could have been the one becoming a in
0: yes if, if i it... if I had been in it probably would have just not happened just like the last two murder courts i was in were you just busy this time around i assume that's why it, yeah yeah I really wanted to do it and i i really thought about it but i just you had to not more have the ability to and
2: i think no one would criticize you for choosing what were legitimately imp- Important life-related things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, okay, here's so, the thing, honey.
0: I'm going to get home from work, and then you're just not going to see me? Yeah. And then tell the kids I love them. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I, I completely like, I. you made the right call. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I have heard about that. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me, because why do something so Byzantine if you want a certain outcome?
1: Right, I mean, especially since you they've said eventually they're going to, you know, full transparency, show all the points. Mm -hmm. If there was a big conspiracy on you guys' behalf, it should be blatantly obvious that that was the case.
2: Yeah, uh, but... Uh,
1: I I think it's just somebody being bitter.
2: There's a lot of points being calculated, so of which I have no awareness. But my own view is... A, I cannot vouch for calculations that someone else has made, that's just a foolish thing for me generally to do. I just have no, I have no reason to disbelieve them from my vantage, I have, and it, it's, it would be less work for people to make stuff up, and given how much work people have put in, I'm just like, if this is part of some conspiracy, it's one of the least well thought out conspiracies I've ever heard of. And, there you go.
1: So what you're saying is, AEG did actually land on the moon?
2: No, no, th- th- we, we we that's made of cheese.
1: Oh, okay. Y- you
2: can't land on that unless you are trying to make cheesecake.
1: You can land on cheese. I mean, unless it's a particularly soft cheese, in which case you just sort of go straight through it. But you can land on a nice solid Swiss or something.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> yes. that's. I think we've. I think we've. Uh... Plumbed the depths of that Sorry. analogy. Yeah, so before uh, you popped on here, Fred, uh, we were just talking about the Atlantic Cote, which was last weekend. It was won by Jeff Williams playing Mantis, and he his choice was the Great Carpenter Wall. Sure. So if people haven't, you know, examined online. The, the core choice that the winner of one of the Kote gets is to choose an icon and mm-hmm. all of these icons are in some sort of unspecified thread. This is going to be kind of strange for, for or 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 weird for you, Fred, maybe because of course we're sitting here blathering and speculating and you you know know what exactly it is, or at least mm-hmm. generally what it is and you know you can't say anything. So uh, <laughs> So right there's there's some sort of there's a dark prophecy that's being revealed that's the sort of theme of this year is bad stuff happens mm-hmm. or at least I, I don't know I guess it really kick probably kicks in harder after 20 festivals itself you know yes. it's a new emperor guess what bad stuff happens that's what happens to everybody who gets to be the new emperor uh, and bad stuff it, happens right. it
2: is certainly not good for the the Emperor's blood
0: pressures over the years. Um, yeah. Have you seen yeah. those before and after photos of the Emperor? Like, they become Emperor, and then eight years later, they've got completely gray hair. Conte 38. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Surprise! Um, bonus stars that spell doom. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, and so uh, as an observation, I am not at all surprised that with something like that as the stakes that the Carpenter Wall was selected just because, I think we've discussed this in previous years on this podcast, the Crab and the Carpenter Wall in particular are one of the things that players are always behind. And in setting, Mantis and Crab are closer than some other clans anyways, but it is just so easy for me to believe that a player would gravitate towards protecting the Carpenter Wall.
0: Yeah, it wasn't just the dark prophecy thing. In fact, I don't know if it was the dark prophecy thing at all. I suspect that the crab—it was a crab player who got second, and he—I mean, like right at the beginning, saying, "I must choose the crab." And I don't know how much of it was being worried about the wall falling to the prophecy, because there's probably an editor there. It's the wall; of course, it'll stand. The sort of really scary thing for them is that—okay, I know that the spider players on the spider boards think that they're not going to win any Kote, so it's not going to matter. But. You could choose other clan's icons too, and for people other than the spider, that means that you're choosing to protect another clan's icon and mm-hmm. it may draw your clans together or it may drive a wedge, but regardless, it's protecting and preserving whatever that icon is. The spider yeah. could choose to corrupt something. Now yeah. I have no idea what you guys mean by that because it's not literal people. I don't some of these are ideas and concepts, and so who knows what corrupting means, but that could be an incredibly potent effect, right? Yes. Oh yes. I won a cote, and I get to corrupt the Great Carpenter Wall. Yeah. I hear that there is some enmity, enmity. Sorry, between the spider and the crab. I, I have some vague recollection you're, you're, of that. Exa- that can't
2: be. They're, they're, they're so <laughs> uh, friendly to each so, other.
0: So, and that re- really, what the big concern was, I think, from them was that, yeah, yeah. okay, how how far would you guys? really go with that? Would it be as bad as literally, Mm -hmm. we literally corrupt capital C, the Carpenter Wall? But that would be a ridiculously huge deal either way.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those things that's very tricky and interesting because on the one hand players want their choices to matter, right? And I completely agree. I want players' choices to matter. Wow, I'm using a lot of plurals today. At the same time, people want certain things to be off-limits. Right? And, and so I do take your point that it's hard to tell and I, I can't say where we're going with this, <laughs> as you know. But one of the guiding principles that I try to operate under and on different eras I am more or less successful at doing this is I am very big on giving people choice that has meaningful choice in terms of direction, and meaningful consequences. And for that to truly be the case, I believe they have to be both upside and downside. Not unconditional upside, not unconditional downside, like actual informed decision-making being the core of uh, the setting in the game.
0: Okay, actually this raises a question that you can better answer. We'll pop back to the Kote season in a second. I was kind of surprised by... Having this spider choice be available in this way, because part mm-hmm. of the announced point of having a spider clan instead of having a Shadowlands Horde faction was that they would mm-hmm. they could work the same as other factions do in the story, and right. this is completely different from that. And then there's some other sorts of things on top of that. The selection of Sakan has. Kind of heightened this, the possible. It seems like there's some possibility. What's going to happen? Are the spider going to. Are they at another inflection point where they could possibly go back to being more baddies? There's a lot more things like goblins and goju and in clan beasties, more so, it feels like, in 20 festivals than there were before. Right. And then someone incidentally noted, and eh, this could be a slip of a tongue, but somebody noted where an AEG person talked about the nine faction started X that would be an Onyx edition in 2016. Well, there's nine right now, and they're adding in the Naga, so <laughs> what, if anything, can you say about what the status of the spider is does what they do in Kojay season play into that?
2: Yes. Yes, but I, I can't get into specific details, so I'm going to try to answer the question in a very dragon like fashion by not actually answering the question, but giving you the information that, in retrospect, when you have more data,
0: makes it all fit together. Okay, just as long as you remember that it's awesome to be dragon, that's fine. Go ahead.
2: It is. These choices definitely are intended to be lasting, right? During the Kote season, these things will, in my mind, based on what we have planned, and I have no reason to believe they will change, they will matter on a go-forward basis. In terms of the role of the Spider, I'm not... I can't comment on that at this time. But the idea is to set the stage for when... when whatever happens, happens that there are uh, logical transition points, uh, logical things that came before and responses to those things that came before that have an ongoing effect. As for you know how many clans there will be and so on, I'm not speaking to that I can't. Um, but I know that's not a very great or specific answer, um, but that's kind of how I'd start it that. I have an idea of where we are going. I believe this Kote season's choices matter in terms of setting up where we are planning to go. And that this season's choices will give players an opportunity to do something that has a lasting impact going forwards. But, I can't say yet Specifically, how? That's unfortunately very no, no. roundabout. That's fine.
0: And I am, in general, in favor of the the notion of things getting changed up. You know, certainly I've yeah. kind of looked at things like the War of Dark Fire and the Destroyer War happened, and then poof, three minutes later, mm-hmm. everything's back together. I, it, I remember reading through the RPG at some point, and and I don't know if it was literally the Strongholds RPG supplement or just something else that was doing some sort of survey. And I'm like, like, wow, how many times can it talk about a castle being destroyed and then rebuilt within two years, better than ever? <laughs> Although I, I I do have to say, yeah, it seems it seems very potent for an individual Cote result. I'm reminded of several seasons ago when name a fortune somehow got slipped into a list of kote choices along with like your clan gets a lamp <laughs> and and, yeah. and and that got snapped up pretty fast yeah no absolutely yeah. right it's tricky
2: my go, this feeds back into that earlier point I want players to have choices that matter right we're not always entirely successful at that But I think, and and by matter, I don't even necessarily mean that we will go back to them every day or regularly in fiction, but that you know from the way other characters respond and act that, that these choices had an impact. And that they matter also because the other characters in the setting, on occasion, We'll look at choices that were not made. There will be consequences both to the taking and the not taking of any given path. Which I think is fair, right? And that is one of the ongoing principles that kind of just underlies generally how I think. And generally, what I think the story is most engaging—not sorry, not most engaging—it is one of the factors that leads to the story being interesting.
0: Yeah, this one actually, to some extent, feels like, except for the spider exercising their corrupt option, feels like it could be something where what you don't select is more important than what you do select in some ways, because you're right—you're selecting right. to protect something. Which means status quo. Uh, okay, there's some sort of vague thing in there about how it's more likely to be prominent in the story, but who knows what that'll ever do. But the sort of implication that is of course the things that are not selected are available to the story team for torching and destruction purposes. Uh <laughs> yes. yes.
2: No, that's correct. That that, that's, that absolutely is correct that. And I am cognizant that insurance picks are not popular. Right? We had issues with that with the Dragon Temptation, for example. <laughs> right? But I don't think it is an unfair thing to offer. And I don't think it's necessarily unfair to say if nothing changes, X happens. If things go differently, X is no longer guaranteed or is less likely or whatever, right? And I think we need to be a little bit vague about what's going ahead. But, and again, it all depends on our execution, right? Like, no matter how good our plans are, part of it rests on how well we write, how well we react to the material, what's already been locked in because of uh, print deadlines and so on. But, My view is that the various things we're laying down in this Kote season, unfortunately won't be, it won't be obvious why it matters during the season, or it might, like depending on how quickly certain things in story get resolved. But, I do think that they will, in shorter time rather than longer time, it'll be clear why they matter. Which is, you know, the best I can promise, given that it hasn't happened yet, and this is all speaking to X number of months
0: in the future. Sure. So, since we've completely shut him out there, like, did you, (laughs) Jay, did you, look, you get to be on the episode with Fred.
1: Yay! (laughs) Is there anything you want to,
0: (laughs) (laughs) your thoughts, additions, questions?
1: I don't have anything specific to add. I mean, yeah, you mentioned print lead-ins. I think that was, having played in Winter Court, that was sort of the bane of us, was we want to do things and we're told, no, there's already flavor text the other way, sorry. Which character did you play in Winter Court? I was a Sako Misora. Okay. So I got to die to the oni, yes.
2: Congratulations. (laughs) See, dying well, or dying... Yeah. And at least in a visceral way, is better than being forgotten. But at the same time, it's not a nice way to go. No. My take on all of these, it, it is difficult to to have stuff that's already locked in and yet want to have, you know, meaningful impact by players. Absolutely. It, it's, yeah. it's something that I grapple with a lot. And I have never figured out a good solution. I've figured out okay solutions, but I've never figured out a, one that I'm really happy with. Because I do think uh, players want to be able to influence a story in a variety of ways, on a meaningful level, and so on and so forth. At the same time, stuff is queued up for, I would say roughly a year in advance, just because of print lead times. And it is... um, There are times where good foreshadowing has been locked into upcoming releases, right? So it becomes tricky to balance wanting people to really meaningfully be able to change what's happening with consistency with what's coming already. There's also separate issues around to what extent, if any, I can defer from, like, if if players universally see a certain issue a certain way, then should I automatically be like, well, that's how everyone sees it. We're done, right? That's how everyone sees it. That's how it'll be in canon on a go-ahead basis. Uh, versus the alternative, which would be sometimes players see things differently from how the universe would see it. I've never figured out like what the best way to handle that would be. But it is an ongoing issue that I struggle with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think sort of just, you know, large paragraphs of RPG, you know, this is how it is. Yeah. Boring to read text, it's just like, this is how things work, this is what it is, and so forth. That, yeah, there is no real good answer to that. Yeah,
2: and, and, like, don't get me wrong, I like the RPG, I think that is the best place to deal with certain story... Points because some of them require lots of pages of explanation. Right. But, but there are some players, for example, who only play the RPG. They, they don't care about a CCG entry. It just doesn't have any value to them, and I understand why. Right? There are other players who only play the CCG and consider being mentioned in the RPG to be being cheated. And you have to balance that. There's facts like certain clans traditionally have better or worse acceptance by the players than they would in setting. There are also certain families or sub-issues where players are always going to be significantly different from, again, the setting as a whole. And it's tricky, because I think there's a very good argument to say, no, what you should do is just follow majority of what players want, or majority of what the players of that clan want. There's another argument which says but my job is to make the setting vivid because even though there might be a loud uh, and vocal, because they're passionate, not because they're just being loud, group who say, we really want our clan to do this, or not do this, or win this battle, or whatnot. But then I also have to maintain setting consistency. And make the story as a whole interesting for everyone, which in some cases means not being able to care if, in my or the team's collective view, a certain plot point really needs to go against a certain clan, or we need someone to be the bad guy, or whatever. So it's something I never really get to stop thinking about but I've never had a great answer to it. I've never had one that I consider a slam dunk. This is how we should do it. This is what it should be going forwards. We're done. just doesn't happen.
0: I've always found that using a standard of Chris's personal preferences works out extremely well. No, I mean, Chris is totally unbiased. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't say he was unbiased. I'm just saying, saying, that's for a really good set of standards. I just... My two cents. Now, okay, so let's drag it back to, to Kote Land, and it, it, you you can Fred, you can participate in one of these uh, little acute round tables. So on the L5R website, there's a list of these sort of official icons for each clan, mm-hmm. and players are not, as I understand it, actually restricted to these things. Like a player can select. Anything, although given the sort of, as you, I guess your term was somewhat insurance nature of these picks, I don't, selecting a random thing may not do as much as a player might like because, okay, it'll protect that thing, but your obscure personal thing maybe just had, maybe just was never at risk in the first place. But,
2: or, or maybe they'll come up with something that I overlooked in
0: my first go through
2: or or is, something that that, list? <laughs> hmm? is that your list
0: hm is that your list of things?
2: well it was it was actually a list where I the fine I, I know for sure that the final list was not mine like it as in it wasn't it didn't go through me in the final form so it's entirely likely that there are one or more items that I would have put on the list for example, that aren't or that. For whatever reason, I tentatively said, you know what, I have a plan for this, and so on and so forth, so I wouldn't necessarily say just because it's not on the list that I wouldn't give it due weight. You know, there's there's always... One of the... The the game... I like being able to say, wow, that's really cool, I'm going to shift the rudder 30 degrees to the left because you've captured my imagination. I like that a lot. And so, if someone comes up with something that lets me do that, I am all aboard.
0: Well, we had a Scorpion player who really wanted to select the lake below Kuden Bayushi. I think it was oh, yeah. wherever Catch showed it. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially since these are uh, right when these were going around on social media and things. It was it was a list of ten, and now it's down to a list of six. But so there are six things identified for each clan. mm Hmm and nine clans. So if you just look at this list, there's actually not that many more things on the list than there are kote. So Mm -hmm. you could, theoretically, if the spider were protecting things rather than whacking things, and clans were playing somewhat nice, you know, if there's a clan that wins ten kote, they protect some other people's stuff instead of just coming up with ten of their own things, we could actually end up with a situation where almost all of these get protected in one way or, or another. I'm guessing it's not going to work out that that prettily, but... And in a way, I'm hoping it doesn't work out that prettily. (laughs) Yeah, you you, you get to destroy six of these 48 things, Fred. That's it. Everything else is protected. Go find something less iconic to smash. Right, exactly. See, the, the
2: other side of choices mattering is... It's not really a meaningful choice if I ask you, do you want to protect this or not? Right? Like, within the setting, there is a clear, unequivocal right answer. Of course we're gonna protect it. (laughs) Right? If I ask you, do you protect this or that? And then have the characters explore why? Now I think we're onto something that's more engaging. And I don't mean every answer is shades of grey. I I like questions that allow you to answer, and in the answering, show what you care about. And I think that's going to be a common theme in the character plots we have uh, for the next few years. And I'd like the players to be a part of that.
0: Okay, so restricting ourselves to just the things on the list here i thought we could kind of go through the clans and and like i said this may be weird for you throwing in fred and and sort of say of these icons what are the sort of things that are are most iconic in the and, and should be preserved or or you know things that it would be the most interesting in a good way if it got blown up I'd kind of be inclined to say which ones are the least important, but I I feel like my selections for that are going to be very boring and that it's going to be an awful lot of swords. But (laughs) but maybe you guys... well, Well, I mean, every clan has at least one or two items on here, and, you know, okay, yes, a lot of them are ancestral swords. Sure, nobody wants their ancestral sword lost or destroyed or something, but, like, I mean... The ancestral sword of the Dragon Clan is on here, and it already got smashed to pieces. You know. Yeah, but it's already
2: been broken. Even after being fixed, it's not. at its mint value. It's at best. It's in, you know slightly used.
0: Like you said, Fred. If you ask me, would you like the Dragon Sword to be lost? No. But if you give me a list of things to protect, it's probably not going to be at the top of it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Are, are you going to take this to the uh, Rokugari Pawn pawnbroker, like? Uh, this isn't near mint at best. I can only yeah. give you a five koku for
0: it. Sorry. I don't know. You know. Well, what is, especially since me, I I guess, weirdly enough, the best reason for me to not smash the Dragon Sword is that that already happened. And it was part of my favorite part of L5R's inaugural storyline, the Hitomi Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What, are you going to break it again? No. I, it's, whatever you do to it, it's stuck going to... I'm probably going to, as, as you know, long-time L5R folk almost always do, just be like, ah, it wasn't as cool as the first time. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah,
2: It is hard to do the same thing again well. It is not impossible to do a similar thing or a riff on a theme. But, yeah, doing the exact same thing the exact same way, not my first. Now, just so you know, I actually have something else planned in not too long, so uh, if there's anything else you need me for, uh, I, you know, move it up on the the, the list.
0: No, we don't need you for anything. Literally, we were recording. Mm -hmm. I saw you pop up on Skype, and I'm going to be like, oh, what if we had Fred on just a random normal episode blathering about random things instead of something that was designed as a let's talk with the story team guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this episode was kind of not planned. My my only semi-plan, which I already failed at, was to try to not get into 20 festivals cards because that's like its own whole thing. I was failing at that before you showed up, so you saved me from failing at that further.
2: What might be interesting for future brief episode, either, and I think it might be best, I don't know, either midway through the season or even after the fact, would be just examining what might have what neat things, or or after we, you know, where we're going with all of this, what plans we might have had for certain things being saved or not.
0: We'll come back in a year and be like, okay, so what would have happened if they hadn't protected the Great Carpenter Wall? Because that's and that's actually interesting, as I, as I look at the crab, and like, just cause they're first alphabetically, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a bad story off the top of my head. I mean, right, you could pull up, I mean, like you said, a lot of it's about ex, about execution, and so, my first plus reaction is, oh, one Kote win becoming corrupt the great carpenter wall, that's not good. Like, having the entire wall become corrected, that, uh, I don't know, but, right. But actually, the Great Wall getting destroyed in general actually seemed like it could be a very interesting, obviously traumatic for the Crab players, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a, a very interesting storyline in some way, because you actually can have the Crab be the Crab without literally having the Wall and yeah. what could be done with that destruction. Again, not a, oh, the spider corrupted, that's, I don't... I don't I mean, yeah, I don't. like, a, a lot of it is execution, a lot of it will be us
2: doing things quickly enough in the story so that people trust us, right? I mean, there's, if if we don't give you any reason to believe the payoff narratively will be worthwhile, then you're not going to back something strange that's different. And I recognize that. It depends a great deal on what exactly is picked. Uh, it depends a little bit on where inspiration strikes. Because, you know, sometimes a certain mix of things together results in someone on the team saying, no, no, I really, I know what I want to do, we're going to tell it this way, and then everyone gets carried along for the ride in a good way. It depends a lot on, you know, how everything pans out. I certainly do think that it would be interesting to not defer to some of the sacred cows of the setting. But I also don't think that means throwing them all aside. I feel like if you do that too much, then every every change from the historic way things were done is no longer impactful, right? Like, if some things stay the same and others don't, then I think there's more just intuitive, narrative kind of wow factor, and that, that matters too. If, you know, you have occasional, in movies, if you have occasional gory deaths, you have a horror movie. If you have a bunch of them, you have an action movie. (laughs) And I think there is a certain amount of similarity in in storytelling, where, in, in, you know, narrative of this nature, where having, knowing that everything is questionable, but that not everything will be changed is how we will make sure that people don't feel like, well, you know, they would never really threaten the Great
0: Carpenter Wall. Well see you you can sell it right now. Okay, so the Great Carpenter Wall has been selected. It's safe. But see you could you could give the first little tidbit out now. Did you guys have a plan about what might happen to the Great Carpenter Wall? Had it not protected. Can you Yes. Tell us anything about that? I I, I, I can't, uh, because it
2: involves too many spoilers for the next little while generally. <laughs> Ask me again. Like It's not like I'm going to disappear and we'll probably have another session at some point. Sure. Ask me again, because it also, for me, is contingent on what other things do get selected. Because the circumstances of the wall not being selected is partially driven by the things that... Are, select, are saved instead, but not entirely. And again, I think it is. We'll be in a better position to have a meaningful discussion rather than me uh, speaking in half riddles. Sure. <laughs> uh, gotta get my dragon cred somehow.
0: And yeah, you know, I guess I was thinking we are. You could go through these, and but I, it's really hard to even ask you. Like, so which one of those things did you? Yeah, you know, do you want to see protected, or do you think would make the coolest score if they got? blown I up. I thought
2: about having something where the individual members of the story team say in some kind of official capacity what each of us individually for personal reasons wants to see happen. I just barely in the end think it's a more con than pro to do. Yeah, probably. But I thought it would have been really interesting. And that's too bad because, yeah, I, I, I always do have things I'd like to see happen either because they're interesting or because I personally want to see them happen or not happen. But uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: It's it kind of interesting for me, I hopefully it'll be interesting for the listeners too, as I'm guessing just Jay and I will look at this after you've popped off, because I, I really, other than the next thing that I want to be saved off the dragon list, I really haven't looked at it with an eye towards what would be interesting to blow up and yeah. what's important to be saved, and I'm sure... Well, for that matter, like I, I think it would be really interesting if
2: players were like, okay, the things that are really truly core to my clan are saved. What can we save from other clans that are really truly core to them? That would be kind of neat. I don't think it would happen. It, it, I just don't think it will happen, but
0: it would be Well, neat. I mean, we kind of... We kind of just had that in the first week, though, right? We had a Mantis player save the Great Carpenter Wall. Yes. I, mean, so. I I think the Great
2: Carpenter Wall, though, is a unique case because there is a certain amount of cachet to the wall in particular that is so transferable that, like I said, I would have been shocked if it had not been selected by someone uh, fairly early. Although you're right that there was some risk that that someone would have been a uh, spider player yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. See, I, I was holding out hope I thought it would been hilarious if a spider player had one had picked it and had chosen to save it because yep. imagine how annoyed the crab would be
0: <laughs> <that up>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of strange for me maybe it's whatever in me that draws me to being a dragon player too but when I when I look at the the list for I think for most of the clans the things that I think of as iconic and Im- more important to save as far as what's really core about the clan's identity are generally in the schools slash teachings category. Yeah, I can see that the carpet wall is kind of an exception, but I like I looked at like for just sticking at the crap here. There's a location Shirohiruma. I'm like, well, that's kind of been and you're just lost. thinking it's fallen before, aren't you? Before, yes, yeah. yeah. Like, it's fallen before. What's more important, Shiro Hiruma or Haruma Scouts? Right. Is, well, but they've been lost before, too.
2: So, Well, not the Scouts,
0: but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I'm sure that, Fred, you know me, Fred. What is the thing, the one thing that's on my list of, okay, we really want to see this saved and preserved and protected?
2: I actually don't have the list in front of me. Let me uh, pull it up. Oh you don't you don't have to pull up the list. It's me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously the most important thing for you would be Torito, right? Of course, right? Or or possibly, you know, saving the Daido Giari
0: or maybe <laughs> Uh
2: yeah, I know, I'm trolling, but uh <laughs>
0: I was kind of making fun of myself because I've I've sawed at this enough that yeah, I Yeah, yeah.
2: But I'm sure like like if, if you had to choose between the Kitsuki technique or virtually anything else, if I specifically like made you choose between that and say two other things from some other lap <laughs> clan, you'd actually have to think about it. Maybe. I don't think
0: you'd think that hard though. I think you'd end up saying kitsuki, right? Uh- but still um <laughs> If I didn't have any context, and if you don't tell me what the other two things from the other clans are in advance, there's, there's probably a good chance to go back to but yes. Even
2: if I told you what they were, it would be just, like, it would have to be something like The Emperor. <laughs> right? Like, you know, it would have to be something zany where where it's just so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's good, though, right? I, I like that players <laughs> are passionate about their individual causes. That yeah. is a good thing, absolutely, right?
0: Well, and luckily for me, the other, at least on this list, the other dragon school slash teaching of, of Nitan, like I picked, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> right? And I'm
2: sure, like, but imagine... You see, I don't want things to be ever straight popularity contests because there are issues with that, but if I had been much more you know, diabolical and engineering about it and said, okay, you get to save Niten Ten or the sword, but not both. Then you actually have, you know, some talk, right? And it's also one of the reasons why I wouldn't want it to just evolve into a popularity contest.
0: Uh, well yeah, well especially since you, you can't have a both a popularity contest and have it based it have it based on tournament results.
2: Yeah. Right. Or well, you could for like additional picks maybe, but there's there's interesting choices to be made. And I don't know, right? Like, I have to admit that that it's really interesting because you you learn how people look at the setting and you learn how some of them use old school terminology or mentality. It's kind of fun to watch what what players value, but that's good, right? That mm-hmm. is good.
0: Here's mine. So So for all of you out here who, who are not aware, yes, I, I think the Katsuki method should go. Fred serves as my foe nemesis in this regard, sitting inside the story team and stopping the, anything cool from happening with the Kitsuki Method.
2: So, <laughs> Yeah, and Chris Braun claims that I, I only keep the card burn around so I can kill him at a later date. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> but you, Dragon or even non-Dragon player, if you do it nicely, should protect the Kitsuki Method because the Kitsuki Method has... The potential for being, doing interesting change in the story only by spreading. Yes. It's not really interesting if the Kitsuki method just ceases to exist. You've just removed a bit of uniqueness and difference from the setting.
2: Yes. I, I think there is a, there is validity to that uh, argument. I do think that the idea that no other clan even considers evidence is a little bit overdone. I think the difference is the level of emphasis on objective methodology and evidence as quote-unquote speaking for itself rather than speaking through the person. But yeah, the Kitsuki method is a different way of looking at law. And that is absolutely a, a, an interesting part of the setting. And
0: yeah. Okay, so you you had a thing to go off to do. Is there Yes, one... I, I'm,
2: I'm working on a fiction right now with one of uh, the story team. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we
0: need to get somebody else on the line, too? We no, can't how to be, we need to get back to work. So that <laughs> J- Jay work. and I can, like, give our give our advice, because you but know cannot, that that's what I you guys really need. I know gives the story
2: team member the advice. It will be, Chris says we need more Kitsuki technique. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know where this is going. <laughs> we need I, more Nizumi, too. You know what, Fred? It's your collective fault. You know, you dropped me into Winter Court 2. Immediately after the Kitsuki Empress <laughs> yeah. had become selected and you gave me a clan goal of get other clans to Care. to to start you no know, to start using the Kitsuki method and because a Kitsuki Empress had just been selected and because players are well, and because generally the
2: have that as an ongoing goal right yeah, they, yeah.
0: they like the entire rest of the empire
2: is being stupid and blind and hidebound and most of the rest of the empire is like, no, no, we already use evidence. So what we don't trust is making it the kitsuki method because then that purports to give the kitsuki bootstrapped status in the legal, in legal proceedings. And the scorpion are paranoid by nature anyways. Even if they didn't have a vested interest in not having the kitsuki method become normal, the scorpion being paranoid are like, I don't trust the kitsuki not to be small c corrupt.
0: Oh, no, yeah, and you guys, collectively, the story team, I don't, you know, gave, yeah. in that winter court, gave the Scorpion a clan goal of stopping the Kitsuki method, but yeah. w- the main point with that is that it's... I, I liked the Katsuki, but I was not really big on the Kitsuki before that, but apparently yeah. it turns out that giving me a goal and having me <laughs> doggedly pursue it for several months nonstop gives me some sort of best Yeah, situation. and that, that, that
2: also informs why you chose not to wisely play... In Winter Court Four, because the dog in pursuit of a goal is very normal when you're in, into your role-playing goals, it, it, and it takes yeah. a lot of time.
0: Yeah, I I did an yeah. awful lot of the personally negotiating lots of things in both two and three. But you 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 gave me that goal, you got me invested in it, and just to tie it back in with Winter Court Four, I then pursued it twice in Winter Court Two, and then to a let in a lesser version in Winter Court Three. Yeah. to have it not. Matter. Ah. Wow. <laughs> those, I was those those anguished cries bring joy to my heart. <laughs> well, I I mentioned earlier to Jay and I everybody else. Like I'm I, I am you know human. It turns out, and I am very jealous of the Winter Court four people getting to largely pick the emperor. Oh, you. And they're talking about summarizing things with a PDF. Oh, I would have killed a summary <laughs> canon PDF. See, part
2: of the problem is, like, trying to improve on the past is trying to do better than last time. But then people who were there last time can say, well, we didn't get a PDF. And that's yeah. probably a legitimate criticism in the sense of, well, you didn't. And and people wanted it, and that's why we're doing it now. But that means you... Didn't get something that people are getting now.
0: No, no, yeah, that, you you yeah. should absolutely make their stuff matter, and my yes, and and people like me who have this irrational ah! about it. That's a terrible reason not to to do it for the people now. That would be a horrible reason. I know, uh, I know it's you know. It is something to yes. point
2: out. It's it, it's also interesting where, as someone who comes from a tabletop background, and I mean like just straight traditional role playing, to a certain extent, I. I just when I'm role-playing, I just want to tell a good story. And I, to some extent, I wonder how much goal. I think goals give characters and players something to strive for, but it also lends itself to a win-lose analysis, which on some level isn't what I personally was trying to foster when I was GMing tabletop, which is very different from play-by- email, uh, play-by-form, right? But yeah. it's just something where I'm like, huh, I need to think about that. Because... There's a tendency to think of winning and losing for your clan or your character rather than is this a memorable story? Which I need to think about some more. I mean, I don't, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the current model per se, but I'm just like, huh, there, there's something there where, where I'd like to be able to reward just great storytelling, even if it's like, even if you're telling a story well, logically, as part of a group, you know, you're all having a good time, but it doesn't result in a win for your clan. Because your character just wouldn't have won that encounter per se, you know. You need to think about that.
1: Right. I mean, as someone who was in Winter Court Four, I do feel like the goals were uh, were good, but the fact that they were tied to points, and then so also yeah. all the glory was tied to points, and so yeah. there were some people who were taking it much more seriously than other people about, oh, oh, I want to pull, I want a glory for this, I need a glory for that, and, yeah. Like, that just, you know, having that numerical reward there.
2: Well, it, it incentivizes playing to the reward, which is in right. no way meant to criticize any player or the GMs oh, yeah. or anything like that. But you're right. There's there's something there where I'm like, okay, but then if I award points, then people should care about points, right? Why else would I be awarding points? right um, And I need to think about... Managing that, like, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't part of the direct organization, so I'm and I'm not criticizing. It's just something where my goal, one of my goals, is to make sure players get to tell stories with the GMs, and players get to tell stories generally in the context of All Five R. And I want to incentivize telling neat stories and, and being part of and passionately involved in neat stories, uh, regardless of whether they are wins or losses, right? Because like for instance, I'm going to use a a, you know conventional movie analogy, right? Rocky doesn't win his first match, like in in, that with Apollo, it's still a good story.
0: Well, some might suggest, I I mean, it might be suggested that it's a good story in part because of that. That's yeah. Does yeah does does Rocky in any way get considered a good story as opposed to just a dumb sports movie if he just wins at the end?
2: Yeah, right. Like, and and I don't I don't claim to be able to answer that here because I'm certainly not a movie critic, or or you know, literarily trained or anything like that. But but I know that when I am playing RPGs, which unfortunately I don't get to play in a campaign regularly, but you know, I don't want necessarily everyone else at the table focused on winning. Right? Well, again, though. The volunteer GMs and Dave and the players have done really, really good work, and I am in no way criticizing that. I'm just trying to think about, is there some separate way we can incentivize, both in the CCGN and in the RPG, but particularly in the RPG, just telling a narrative that everyone wants to remember, and is like, that was good. Anyhow, I should go, because the sooner I go, the sooner fictions are showing up on the website. It's all good. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Well, thanks for coming and by, Fred.
2: Yeah, and straight for uh, shanghai and you guys, because I tend to like do that. Um,
0: and I will catch you guys later. Okay. Talk to you later, Fred. Yeah, bye-bye. So, Jay, do you, do you think we should uh, actually have a discussion about what we think about the icons, or should we just quit while we're ahead? You know, oh, we had Fred on. It's all downhill from here.
1: We won, yeah, yeah. I want three points of glory for having Fred on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. The the Strange Assembly podcast. 0.03 glory added. Yes. Oh, and then Chris talked for another half hour. Minus 0.5 points of glory.
1: No, 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 no. not minus glory, plus infamy. (laughs) We can talk general about them.
0: Okay, we talked about the crab enough. Like poor crab, they're at the top of the list alphabetically, and they came up at mycote. So, okay, so the crane. What, what if anything noteworthy in Crane Land?
1: Well, I mean, I think that of course their dueling stuff is the cr- interesting crane. So to me, this becomes, a, I mean, for me the the int- the theme of interesting for most of these picks is what other clan picks it. For instance. Let's take the Kakita technique. That is, if that is saved by a crane, that is a very different thing than if that is saved by, say, a dragon, or a lion, or a spider. I think Kakita technique is possibly the most interesting one of those to get picked by another clan. What does that mean that the scorpion came in and saved the Kakita technique?
0: Yeah, the Kikita technique also seems like, along with just the general notion of Doji courtiers, to be the most Vain. kind of integral to what they have. I also mm-hmm. I also note the lack of anything about economic anything on this list. But and you kind of have the Kikita twice. Yeah, because you've
1: you've got the building and you've got the technique. Uh, yeah, I mean, and now.
0: Unless by Kikita Dueling Academy they mean the the whole thing, because technically, right, the Kikita Dueling Academy is just part of the artisan school, but there's also nothing there's nothing about art on here. There's right. nothing about economy on here. I This is, I, like I said, where my, my answers about what's less important are kind of boring, because I'm like, oh, ancestral sort of the crane, crane Clan. Whatever. I mean, that... Those are great things to smash, because you can tell a good story, and it's important to the characters in the story, but it it doesn't necessarily wreak havoc. And you can, things need to change in the setting, but if, you know, we tell a year of story where every single clan has some core part of its identity changed, there better be a coherent plan about how you're doing that, or else you're just going to end up with a mess.
1: Right. And of course, the again, I'm looking at this list from a way of what are interesting outcomes. I think a potential interesting outcome would be since you have both the technique and the academy, one of those is saved and the other isn't. So, like, the academy is destroyed, but you still know how to do it, so you just have wandering duelists. Or what would that mean, that the technique is lost while the building is still there?
0: It means that they're just, it's a very lame building now that is of no interest. I mean, (laughs) and they also have one of these schools or teachings that seems less interesting from just a keep it around point of view, but could be more interesting, which is the Daidoji Iron Warriors. That's something that is definitely a, a crane thing that there's this aspect to them, but I guess that. Could, although, what does it mean for that to be lost? I like they just stop. They're gonna have some sort of combat capable units because every clan's got to have something, right? So I, I don't know. Maybe that's not actually interesting. I don't know. Like on on dragon. Okay, we already know that. I think the Kitsuki method needs to stay. Tomori's furnace could get blown up pretty spectacularly. That, it actually kind of already happened once, and then. Right. Like, in the War of Dark Fire, that's that's the sort of thing where, like, it's cool, but then you could tell something cool about, well, erupting. Okay, we've already done volcanoes erupting, so come up with something new. But Is is not
1: Tamori's Furnace where you guys, at least for a while, were just like, oh, this is magical, toss?
0: Yeah, that stupid thing. Maybe all the magical stuff we threw in there turns into some super... Magical construct that right. no, I mean, you, wait, you've already gotten into salvage Last Wish, so you don't need another one of those.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking. That could be an interesting angle for a corrupt Tamori's Furnace, is somehow all the magical items that got tossed in there come back to seek revenge or yeah.
0: whatever. This was a terrible idea you had, Dragon! <laughs> I know you want to forget it, but we're not going to let you. (laughs) That was really a terrible plan that they had. We're just going to go around and take. I guess. Well, I guess you, you, the 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 Phoenix kind of have that wrapped up now, right? You, because that's see that's we were steal. We were really just stealing your shtick. Like we're the ones who know about magic. Except you plan on keeping whatever you collect from the other clans. These
1: Pokemon magical stuff. You guys were grabbing it and tossing it.
0: Yeah, Pokemoning it seems much more interesting as a general practice. I mean, there may be individual things that should just get smashed, like, was this forged on the Anvil of Doom? Do we have the ability to just flat-out destroy it? Yeah, then we probably should. In fact, while we're at it, can we just throw the Anvil of Doom in there? Probably a good idea if you can swing it, which you can't, but...
1: No. Was was that a story back in the day? was that a bunch of people found the Anvil tried to toss it back into the the whatever mountain in the Shadowlands it was created, and then the, the story ended with like, yeah, like, that would ever work. Obviously making fun of destroying the One Ring in Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> so, uh, other than the Tamori's Furnace, anything you think would be interesting for my uh, dagrons to get smashed or saved by someone else, or... Um...
1: Like, no, bored I mean, now. <laughs> well, I mean... I agree that the, the schools are often where you find the most interesting things, and so Nitten style, that's another one where if it's saved, it would be intru- it would have very different connotations based on who is doing the saving.
0: It, remember, object. it was already saved by the dragon, so that one. Oh, was it? Yeah, that, the the Montclair Cote was won by dragon. The first and second were dragon actually, and they and the choice was was ten So. That was Niten, and the Great Carpenter Wall are in the saved pile. The Lion lead off with an interesting one, the Kitsu Tombs, which the Scorpion already attacked in this yes. war. <laughs> Allegedly. And I've got to assume that this is just in there because the Beastmasters are randomly a theme in 20 festivals, but how on earth did the Matsu Beastmaster School become be one of the six most iconic things about the lion. I mean that's not even the most uh, iconic dartboard. thing about the Matsu. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. So the Lion the Lion right now have not as strictly so and Senzo, but they've got this kind of like the sort of lion ancestor of so many thing. That's been a theme and it's sort of a theme now. Ma- and the Beastmasters are now a twenty festivals themes. There are, like, 12 Soden Senzo alive, maybe, at any one point yeah. in time, Line you can actually directly communicate with the ancestors. And the Matsu Beastmaster School is minuscule. These are, and I, we got a similar thing like with the Scorpion with Bitter Lies. You take these things where there's just the most tiny number of uh, right. people in story, but then it becomes a thing, because it has to, you know, right, you can't just have, well, this no, this is the one Soden Senzo that you get in your deck. For your theme,
1: right, so th- what one of the things that was talked about at winter court, firstly with the both of these are spider, firstly was the Susumo, where somewhere it had said there were only like thirty of them <laughs> so and
0: half the, of them were at winter court,
1: right between winter court and printed cards, we now know like 75% of their names. <laughs> and then the second one was there was a treaty with the... to, to bump up the numbers in the Gyushu family that's just being started it's like, okay, we're going to marry in 12 people. We don't have enough Gyushu starting to marry that many people over. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> you're You're going to take like already existing married couples and just have right. them... Transformed no into issues. being <laughs> Yeah, but I guess yeah, the lion. Are there are there other locations that I mean, I know. I guess nobody want their castles smashed, but they. You I know, mean, feels like the you know, right? Like the lion do war. I don't know what would be anything noteworthy for them to lose.
1: Strength Sh- of purity. Sorry, I just noticed that. I'm highly amused that that's one of their school's teachings. It's just strength of purity.
0: If I recall correctly that's the title of uh, an RPG technique and ah. it's the it's the thing that's something it's it's probably the thing that's something like sorry RPG players I don't have the technique it's memorized uh the the, the one that's uh, like you get a it plus to your attack equal to your honor probably and and that just is a conceptual thing right of lion as the super honorable warriors how much would the RPG players hate that that doesn't get chosen, or the spider chooses it, and it gets corrupted, and all of a sudden the technique has to gets changed in the RPG <laughs> because of a CCG result. Oh, oh, nobody ever likes that. The mantis. The mantis also have nothing about economy in here. How is there right. nothing economic in the icons of the mantis clan?
1: Yeah, I mean seriously, I would have expected items, Koku,
0: <laughs> giant piles of cash.
1: Right. Like, Scrooge McDuck levels of (laughs) Koku.
0: I suspect that they will want to protect given that they spent several thousand dollars doing Mm -hmm. so during the Destroyer War. I should probably just pronounce that correctly. It's not really that
1: terrible.
0: Yeah. It's just when you write it out, it looks kind of hilariously convoluted. It's not really that convoluted. Yeah, but Ashinagabuchi K- Ashina Gabuchi, Gab- yeah. See? Ashina Gabachi. That, and of course, that's the anglicized version, because as any long time as know, I don't bother to try to pronounce them like I was Japanese. But that's the ancestral Kudin of the Sur- Suruchi. Probably shouldn't really be a Kudin by technical standards. There's a number of Kudin out there that aren't really Kudin, but anyhow. For something to be acute and it's supposed to be big enough to hold an Imperial Winter Court, which there's no way you could do in Saruchi lands. At least not in appropriate comfort. But, yeah, there's nothing about the Navy
1: in there either. Apparently it's mostly about the Suruchi.
0: Th- yeah, there are three, yeah. There's the Suruchi's <laughs> <laughs> the Sirucci. house, Suruchi's bow, and their school. <laughs> yeah. But there's two things about Yoritomo. Yep. I don't know. You, Phoenix. I uh, corrupted a last wish. I'm sure that's what we need.
1: No, no, no. We so depending on what "quote unquote" corruption means, if it's you know Slim Shadow Dragon, him corrupting the issue could could be kind of hilarious, since that's traditionally known as that's that's how we traditionally get nameless ones.
0: Yes. You've got a lot of houses too on yep. yours cities, basically. We like places. Apparently. A lot of these are more interesting in the destruction thing, so they're, hey, so I guess spider players can just kind of pick random things about other clans to corrupt? Yep. Can I pick the Elemental Council? What? No? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I
1: pick the Elemental Council to be destroyed? That'd be great.
0: No, because only, yeah, only the spider had that option. It's probably good, like, if everybody had the option to just smash stuff, <laughs> it, uh, like Roku would just get burned to the ground.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: But yeah, you have lots of smashable cities. Like so we do. Would have a hard time. And, like I'm gonna have to say, like, so the city of Remembrance and the city of Tears. Which ones are those again? Is either one of those the one where you had all the all your your like secret hidden pile of magical items? That was something else, that
1: right? Was, that was Toshi. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: I'm trying to remember if that is. No, yeah, that is I think. Yeah, but I think.
0: It's sometimes these right, like the City of Remembrance and the City of Tears have some other, you know, more Rokugani sounding name. Right. But yeah, I don't know. The Scorpion, on the other hand, have more interesting sorts of things in both ways i think so locations traders grove now if there's a location that actually is iconic and important to me it, it you know in my opinion you know not just a place but it's it's more conceptual 100%. and i could see why scorpion players would really want to keep that intact and i could also see all sorts of havoc. like what what happens if traders grove is destroyed what is that are all these evil spirits now loosed upon the world and have to be dealt with?
1: What happens if let's say the lion pick Traitor's Grove and use that to split the clans apart? Do they stumble upon the grove in their war and like what's with all this all these, you know, horrible people being
0: remembered? Oh ooh, or the Kitsu Senzo... Could enter Trader's Grove and they would be. Maybe they could communicate with those guys in the same way they can communicate with like lion ancestors, and then somehow turn them against the scorpion. Hooray! You could even out scorpion the scorpion, right? Because Trader's Grove is just full of a gigantic pile of blackmail material against the scorpion. Here are all the worst sins of your clan in one place. On the other hand, the Scorpion have one of the to me weirdest ones, which is the Oni's eye, is one of their iconic things. They just stole it from the Colat like 25 years ago. I mean, really? How is that iconic for the Scorpion?
1: Right. It should be iconic for the for the Unicorn. <laughs> the Colats.
0: And then we Bitter Lies Swordsman, another one that probably got it helped making it onto the list because it's a theme in 20 festivals. Hmm. The Spider, have, like, the City of the Lost? Does that even exist anymore? I thought they abandoned the place. And the Spider don't live there? I, yeah. Hadn't they already moved out of the City of... I guess they became the Spider, sort of, before they moved out of the... Because then they moved to the Shinamin Marsh? I don't know, that's odd. Yeah. No, I mean, they have more items, like Tao of Okay, now there's an item that's more significant. I see that they got the Ancestral Sword of the Haunte.
1: And they didn't even have to get it in the usual method of transferal, in
0: the gut. (laughs) In the gut. Mm. I don't know. Shurido, that's probably a notable thing to get destroyed or not. Can't even keep track of... The Order of Venom, is that all their monks? Part of their monks? The monks that aren't the Kokujin? I can't... Or the monks...
1: from quantity of their monks?
0: It might be their monks who are, like, is the Order of Venom part of... of actually part of the Brotherhood of Shinsei? It's been kind of vague. And then the unicorn get generic places and things, and then they actually get... Like Utaku Battle Maidens. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, noteworthy if you... Uh, the Shinjo Magistrate School. That would not have made the top of my list of iconic unicorn schools. Nor I. I mean... Shinjo Scouts. They wouldn't even be like the most iconic Shinjo school. Sorry, Shinjo Magistrate fans out there.
1: Fan, Shinjo Magistrate fan. <laughs> I yeah.
0: I. It's kind of weird that the Scout is the most iconic, specifically Shinjo school, because there's plenty of Shinjo warriors. It's just that I, I guess because I guess it's dependent on the edition. Whether or not the Moto or the Shinjo Bushi is the sort of default bushi, uh, I don't know. So the Unicorn, what what would be interesting to? Can you just choose? Can you choose an Aleesh? <laughs> oh, there you go. Or we could go back to Dragon. Can I choose Semi Divine Clan Champion as an option and bring it back now So Jay, I. Is there anything else that we should be bringing our our massive levels of insight to bear on <laughs> the Cote? <laughs> oh. the, the, I don't know the Kote storyline cuz I mean a lot of it's like oh you got to you just got to wait and see how it all plays out what's going to happen with Saiken well, we're just going to have to wait and see.
1: Right, what's the deal with the this prophecy that they're just giving us hints at?
0: Yeah. Well, that it's I'm actually less, like, less interested in that because it's, it's not specific enough to actually really even think about. Like, it's just, right. okay, whatever, there's a typhoon coming. Um, d- yes, destruction, bad. Later on, we may try to look back and
1: figure out what it was talking about, right?
0: Yeah, but, but God only knows. I am glad, I have to say, like, just, obviously I didn't get to play in it, but just running the Kote and having a, real storyline thing that we were involved in even if it was as staff instead of players has gotten me more pumped about actually playing than I've been since Gen con basically it's just last year I did not really get to go to kote because I kept having family conflicts and then we didn't get you know I didn't get to run a winter court event last winter. So, and then, of course, Winter Court's gone now, but, you know, so it was, it's kind of very detached from tournament scenes. Like, are there tournaments going on? But we're back in Cote season now. There's an actual definite storyline. We can see they've finally added more people onto the story team. Poor Sean's basically been the only guy writing fictions for the last year now. Possibly more, but like basically, you know, at least the last year, because Spooky's been doing the novel and Fred doesn't write fictions and everybody else had bolted. So I'm, I'm kind of pretty excited. I have, uh, I've had a, a surge of excitement about the story and the, the card game and I don't know. How, what about you? Yeah,
1: Winter Court definitely re-energized me about L5R. Although it kind of makes me want to do an RPG.
0: Well, that can join the long list of... Well, remember, if you run it, (laughs) they will come.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, actually I'm looking at the Five Rings Online Uh, that kick off in a couple weeks. So I'm tempted to do that.
0: Yes. That's another play-by-forum. I have passed on that before just because mustering myself for the uh, the ardor of the sort of official ones has been the doing that every couple of years has been about all I can manage. <laughs> As we've discussed, I wasn't even able to manage that this time. So, but no, yeah, so that's fi- five rings dot com. Is that the address? We should at least give out the address.
1: Yeah, five dot com.
0: So there you go. If you're you're interested in in play by forum L5R. You can go check that out, and you might see Jay. Oh my God! It is a true honor every time I am in his presence, and and just to virtually be in the same city as him would be a great honor for you as well, mm-hmm. oh loyal listeners. All right then, you have been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can visit us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast or one of the sub feeds there, or you can go subscribe to us over on iTunes. Uh, if you do visit us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left a review or rating. It helps other people discover the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter where we're at StrangeAssembly. Say lots of nice public things to me, or if you want to say mean things, you can do it in private. Email me, Chris, at strangeassembly.com i always like to hear from our listeners and readers but until then for jay earl i'm chris stevenson and you've been listening to strange assembly never stop gaming